0: happen. Um, the Indiana State Police, this is the article by Clifton French, realnewsmichiana.com, ISP lies in report exonerating, air quote, exonerating former clerk. And this story broke yesterday in the middle of the show. And in, like, in I think it was in one of the commercial breaks. It wasn't even a news break, right, Amelia? One of the commercial breaks. So I didn't have a lot of time to review the documents. So I pulled up the documents, 21-page report. Uh, this is all dealing with Rita Glenn, the former St. Joseph County clerk, going into the absentee ballot room without a Republican being present, taking the Republican lock off without a Republican key. Um, and this kind of date, dates back to an earlier part of this investigation because we got this footage of her going into the room and then her and the Democrats going, there were no ballots in the room. And then all of a sudden we watch somebody wheeling out what appear to be ballots and uh Like, well, you said there were no ballots in the room. And then somebody goes in after that and and looks like they're taking ballots out. And if they're not taking ballots out, what is it? Nobody ever had an answer for us. So there's a lot of questions about it. She threw something away. There were some questions about what that was and whether or not it could affect uh, the integrity of the vote. And, well, lo and behold, the Indiana State Police were investigating it. And a lot of you, okay, a lot of you were asking me about this. In fact, I think just on Friday during open lines, I think somebody called and said, do we have any updates on it? I'm like, oh, they're still investigating. We're waiting for the ISP report to come out. And sure enough, it came out yesterday. So in the middle of the show, we get the report. I wasn't able to read the entire thing, obviously during the commercial break, but I did my best to kind of break it down and read some of it to you. And yesterday I was left with, there's a lot of unanswered questions here. And really it boils down to the Indiana state police basically saying we don't have any evidence that she did anything wrong. Uh, we think that she was just trying to exercise her duties. And so we're done. That's kind of what it came down with. Well, that's the problem. The access to the room was always the main issue. There's a lot of people who are like, we don't know that she's throwing anything away that could affect the vote. Uh, Other people were saying we think she was. People were saying definitively no. I got some people who who do um, volunteer work in the elections, and they were adamant that she wasn't doing anything that would compromise the vote to me. That's all well and good. None of that changes the fact that they took the Republican lock off without the Republican representative being there with a key that they were not legally allowed to have. Now, what this does is it brings in all sorts of questions. If the Democrats have access to the absentee ballot room whenever they want to go in, then the ballots in the ballot room are not protected. The whole point of Indiana law making it to where each party has one lock And they have representatives who are designated to be the people who unlock said lock. Goes out the window if you just have a master key to go into the damn room whenever you want. That was the problem. So even if she wasn't doing anything, then we've got all of these other elections where you have Democrats saying that they think something nefarious happened. I don't know if they're Correct in that assessment. I don't know. You go back to folks. You realize that Pete Buttigieg got the nomination of the Democratic Party amid allegations of fraud. There's a lot of Democrats who don't think that Pete Buttigieg was the nominee. That that race was fixed. And that's not the only election that I've heard from Democrats about. So at the end of the day, whatever she did in the room or took out of the room is important. But it isn't the only issue, and there's a lot of people who are just focusing on no, no, no. She's not. She's not compromising the vote by going in there. And that, okay, that's maybe, maybe not. I tend to lean towards. I think she compromised the vote, but but that's just my opinion. Nothing changes the fact that she was not allowed to be in that room without a Republican being present. And by a Republican, I don't mean any Republican that exists, which has been their defense. That's been the Democratic Party's defense. It's been their defender's defense. Well, there were Republicans in the building, so it must have been okay. No, there are designated people who have keys to take the Republican lock off of that door so that everybody can go in and everybody can observe. That's what state law says. She violated that. Now, the Democrat position is that The person who had the key, who was supposed to be there, who, from what I understand, was at a job interview, didn't show up when they wanted him to show up. And therefore, they went and got the master key and went in. And so there's, in a warped, twisted way, there's this justification of, we broke the law, but we only did it because the person we needed to be here didn't show up. There's a problem with that, though. You see, there's a backup person. And the backup person wasn't contacted. And you can see it in the police report. So while they're talking about the primary person who's supposed to open the lock, who has the key to the lock. The backup person was never actually reached out to. So you've got redundancy built into the system, right? If one things happen with people's lives, right? So if. You're volunteering to to do this job, and you can't be there for whatever reason. There is somebody else who is able to get there. That's the whole point. But if you don't go to that person, then the whole process has now been violated. Now, the fact that she decided, Rita Glenn, decided to basically do, you you know when you're in an airplane and the, uh, the pilot has a heart attack and... I don't know, the co-pilot is asleep and you can't wake him up, okay? This is one of those situations you see in in a movie, right? What, what What happens? Somebody immediately comes out of the cabin and goes, is there a pilot on board, right? That's what Rita Glenn did. She basically went out and she goes, is there a Republican around in the building? And somebody said, I'm a Republican. And they're like, oh, that's good enough for us. I'll take my master key and I'll pretend that she's a Republican and I'll go in there. Huh. Only the person, first of all, even if the person was a Republican, it's irrelevant. They're not designated by the St. Joseph County Republican Party to be a representative of the party in this situation. But beyond that, they're not even a Republican. They're a Democrat pretending to be a Republican to justify going into this room in violation of Indiana law. And the Indiana State Police report is basically, well, the first guy wasn't there, so they had to do something. I don't know. Now, let me ask you a question here. Because I defended the Indiana State Police throughout this. Because I have great faith in the Indiana State Police in general as a police department. And I told you, like, generally, they when they investigate things, folks, they're really good. But I have some serious, serious issues with this. One, it doesn't address the key situation at all. It doesn't address the blatant violation of Indiana state law that happened here at the hands of the clerk. Now, if you want to say that, you know, the individual who was supposed to be there who didn't show up, you know, they they broke the law, too, or whatever, you can go into that. But that's honestly, you're just getting off into a tangent here that really isn't relevant to what we're dealing with here, which is she broke the law. And she went into the room that she wasn't allowed to go into, period. And if she wasn't able to get in there because the Republican wasn't there doing their duty and they couldn't find anybody to do their duty, then you go to the cameras, you go to the news media and you go, we can't get the Republicans to get here. Therefore, we can't count the ballots. And the entire community, including myself, would be upset. Did that happen? No, instead, she magically produced a master key that she's not legally allowed to have that she made in secret and opened the door. And all she had to do was go, is there a Republican in the building? And somebody was, I'm a Republican. Only they're not. Sorry, I just set off my camera. I got my hand gestures. My camera's following me around now. The person that was identified as the Republican, which justified Rita Glenn going into the absentee ballot room with a Republican as a representative, even though that person wasn't authorized by the Republican Party to to be there to supervise, never, not once, voted in a Republican primary. The last primary that we have a record of her voting in, she voted for a Democrat. She's a Democrat. She doesn't meet the Indiana statute of a Republican to be able to be one of the individuals that would observe this process. And in Clifton French's article at realnewsmichiana.com, one of the things that frustrated him about all of this is that it took him, it took him like 30 seconds to find her voting record. Rita Glenn is the clerk. She could go upstairs and find the information for this lady in just a couple of minutes and verify it. But did she do that? No, she didn't do that. And I, I'm sorry. You know, it's funny. Um, I was looking at one of the, the television channels covered this yesterday when it broke. I think as balanced as they could. And the other one, <clears throat> you um, covered it in the most biased and horrendous possible way that I think you could do. Oh, it completely exonerates her. It's all conspiracy. It's, it was just nonsense. Ignoring all of the other factors of this, completely ignoring them. The report issued by the ISP appears to pair at that point, stating that Glenn sought out a Republican to open the door. There's only one problem. Glenn did not seek a Republican. Glenn had a woman by the name of Helen Jojo open the door. A quick search of her voting record shows Jojo would be considered a Democrat by Indiana statute. Jojo has never voted in a Republican primary and is not considered to be be a Republican by Indiana statute. In fact, the only primary that she has voted in was in 2008 as a Democrat, according to voting records those voting records could have been checked and verified in a matter of minutes by Rita Glenn herself in the same building in which she worked. Legacy media outlets like WNDU ran defense for Glenn claiming JoJo self-identified as a Republican when it would have simply taken Glenn a few minutes to walk to the voter registration office to verify JoJo's political affiliation and just a matter of seconds to call the office. Now, again, friendly reminder Still wouldn't matter if she was a Republican, she isn't authorized by the Republican Party. She's not an officer of the party. Now I have to say something here. And I'm I'm telling this I'm irritated that I have to say it. J O J O is her last name. What else do we know about the clerk's office at the time that this happened? Do you remember? No, not that they have rehired one of Butch Butch Morgan's accomplices with his ballot registration scheme that they were all convicted of and sent to prison for. Not that they hired one of those individuals back. No, no, not that. What was the other thing? You remember? A certain sheriff's wife works in the clerk's office. did, (laughs) resigned after the scandal broke. Folks, again, this pains me to say it, but I have to ask, what influence did Sheriff Redmond have on this investigation with the Indiana State Police, given the fact that his wife worked in the building at the time this all went down?